Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. He's not unbuffooned just because he's allowing. You uh, do realize your hair is all askew this morning. You I look know. like Bill Haley with a spit curl right down the center of your forehead. <laughs> Bill Haley. Who is Bill Haley? Bill Haley in the comments. Rock around the clock. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Razzle dazzle. Yeah, no, my mask has a strap that goes up on my head, so every time I put it up there, my my hair falls (laughs) apart still further. You're lucky you have some to fall apart. I was going to say, so where is your... I could wear that mask. (laughs) (laughs) No, it would would slide off. Well, it probably would. The strap would slide off. Yeah, I'm wearing the N95 mask. I have my wife staple mine to my head every day before I leave the house. (laughs) Ouch. <laughs> all right. Well, welcome on board. She's more than happy to do it. <laughs> I'm sure with the staple gun. Right. She's got that Craftsman staple gun, that pneumatic one. She fires well, up we the got air electric compressor. Yeah. It's a nailer, baby. <laughs> yeah, they don't call it a... It's not really staple. My mask doesn't come off. <laughs> you have Brad that's on your head. <laughs> that's what you put it on with. Uh, well, let Brad. me put it this way. I can't go through a metal detector easily. But think of the... Uh, Time you would save, though, if you wanted to be a competitive swimmer. You know, they often shave their heads and everything else so that they're more streamlined. Well, you'd... you'd so you're saying I should be a com- become just, a competitive swimmer? You should do something, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> we want you to become something. Well, I am. I told you the, during the pandemic, I bought myself a keyboard, and I've been teaching myself to play the piano. Oh, a lot of people are doing that. Yeah, my lovely bride's doing the keyboard and learning her German, and she's got like six extra hobbies. Well, just I just added this one. Okay. I already read read and spend a lot of time with that, coin collecting, other hobbies, but adding the piano was something I always wanted to try, and so I did it. And you had the fox funnels removed. Now, what precipitated that? Oh, no, they're still in. I can hear I can hear it perfectly clearly. But without, they're not visible to me. <laughs> well, I got the new invisible models, so I can't be accused of just listening to Fox all the time. But Fox is objective now, so... They are objective, you know, and I've been watching, uh, I've been watching back and forth between all of the, the media and MSNBC and CNN. And, you know, basically, they're just in a love fest over everybody Biden appoints. These are wonderful people. Oh, they're so smart. They're going to be part of the team. President <laughs> the Obama. Game, historic game changers. Love them. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world is just so – the world has just been sitting around waiting with bated breath for these people to be appointed. And in all fairness, there are some good people there, people who are well qualified for the positions they're going to hold. But, you know, President Trump put a lot of thought into the people he hired, and all the, all it was, oh, these are crooks. These are people going to self-aggrandize him, make him rich. Yes, men. They're all yes, men. And women. And women, yeah. But, you know, I think uh, Biden has a real tough choice ahead of him uh, with some of these cabinet appointments. I mean, right now, I don't think the left is overly thrilled. Uh, the Treasury Secretary, they're probably going to be okay with her, um, you know. Uh, and well, the, yeah, she, All these people are highly competent. You, you and I haven't oh, heard I, much I agree about them. But, uh, yeah, this is kind of what I wanted them to do, and that is to pick people that are just the right people for the job, not the, you know, sort of the ultra-liberal folks that have been pushing him along. But, you know, the problem... The problem is the policies that they're going to implement, I think, are not going to be 
as good. I mean, I heard the first thing I heard this morning that pundits say, "Well, this America First stuff is out the window." You know, we're going to go back to that? we're going to go back to being part of the the world community. Uh, MSNBC. Okay. Uh, let's see. Pointed Tony Blinken as his Secretary of State, and correspondent Nicole Killian from CBS says, "Quote: He has some other groundbreaking picks." Unquote. Well, he, apparently, first, oh, go ahead. Apparently, it didn't sit very well with Rashida Talib. T a l i b. Talib. 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 She's reignited accusations of her anti-Semitism in response to the appointment of him as Secretary of State. The Biden transition team announced on Monday that Anthony Blinken, the former Deputy Secretary of State during the Obama administration and a foreign policy advisor for Biden, was selected to head the State Department. And her, Tlaib's re- response was, so long as he doesn't suppress my First Amendment right to speak out against Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's racist and inhumane policies, the Palestinian people deserve equal equality and justice, she wrote. Uh, critics were puzzled by Tlaib's tweet, many of them suggesting the reason she invoked Israeli policy is that Blinken is Jewish. Well, there must be something else to it. <laughs> well, and one of the one of the one of the people said uh, Bl- uh, Biden names a Jew to his cabinet. What's Rashida's response? Welp, as long as that Jew, uh, that Jewish guy doesn't stop me from focusing my hatred on one country, Israel, then he's a good Jew. Well, you pick you got to pick sides. You know, apparently he has in that the was, past. Well, by the way, that so. was from Americans Against Anti-Semitism founder Dove Hicken. Okay. Uh, let's see. CBS reported. Here are some groundbreaking picks. Their words, not mine. Two first for women. Janet Yellen expected to be the next Treasury Secretary. Avril Haines to lead the intelligence community. And Alejandro Mayorkas would become the first Latino Homeland Security Secretary. All right, and that is Nicole Killian. And those are, some, those are some good choices, I think, you know, although the one that worries me is the new National Security Advisor for the Environment. Oh, the envoy. <laughs> envoy, whatever that means. Well, Carrie. The other thing I like... I didn't know he was such a big environmentalist, actually. I didn't either. Well, I can't... Although I think the people on the... The environmental people who are in favor of that kind of thing are glad that something has, like that has been added to the national security team. Right. But on the other hand, uh, what does John Kerry bring to that table? I don't know. Street smarts? I, I genius up, intellect? I looked up flake in the dictionary, and there was a picture of John Kerry. 30 years of experience? <laughs> former presidential candidate? Well, so with a lot of former presidential candidates, does that mean they're qualified for anything? Half the people who ever ran are former presidential <laughs> candidates. candidates. Yeah, everybody of uh, eight years ago, everybody in the Democratic Party, or no, yeah, four years ago, there were a lot of them running. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, if you count people that are running in the primaries, I'm right. there's dozens on all sides. But, right. Uh, but I meant ones that were actually nominated. No shortage of people with Potomac fever. <laughs> but in any event, I think some of Biden's picks are very good. And I was delighted to hear last night that the president finally relented and has now seen allowed the, the uh, government to start giving uh, President-elect Biden the material briefings and the supplies and the office space and right. the money he needs for a successful transition. Thank so goodness. Less be clowning himself today. Although he did tweet this morning that uh, he'll never concede any VER 
and never. Oh, well, that doesn't matter. When, when the what is the date? Is it December twentieth for the uh, electoral college? When they vote, it doesn't matter whether he concedes or not. I mean, right. the only thing that concession does is it stops the process. Nobody focuses on anything other than the fact that uh, the guy has conceded. Now this election's out of the way. We're going on to other things. So, I mean, I think he still has the right to pursue his legal remedies, such as they may be, and flawed though they appear to be, uh, it's still his right to do that, don't you think? Uh, yeah, and I, I think that there's... I've been saying this all along. Everybody should be concerned about any anomaly, glitch, criminality, fraud, or problem that occurred with the election. You know, this Dominion thing doesn't seem that it has any wheels. But this uh, the Trump campaign keeps saying it was a big deal and that votes were literally changed. So, you know, put up or shut up. Just go ahead and show the evidence. They have proof of it, so why not show well, that? They have proof of it? If there's a computer program that says there are 85 oh, I don't know of this. What, I don't know how they would get the proof. I'm just saying they say they have it, Rudy Giuliani reiterated that, that this is, quote, just the beginning, unquote, and that President Trump is going to be preparing for inauguration on January 2nd, and of course that's why he, or 20th, that's why he will not concede, is because uh, in the end, Joe Biden will just be somebody who, uh, through a, a glitch in systems, got voted for, but not in reality. I mean, that's Rudy, a guy's basically, I don't, I don't even, what, what would you call him, a caricature anymore of a human? Well, I wouldn't say he's a caricature of a human. He's a caricature of his former self as a yeah. young, vigorous prosecutor who, uh, you what know. do you think of him as mayor? Brought that. Well, I mean, he was a great mayor. You know, I think he, I don't think anybody's going to argue that point. But yeah, New York is safer. He seems to have become something less than what he used to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we would invite you to participate. You know, it's in... always tough to know when to walk off the stage with your head held high. <laughs> well, for him, it was uh, only eight short years ago. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is a very important telephone number for you to memorize. Uh, that is our toll-free line. We invite you to call that. You can get through to the show today, and uh, we would very much uh, like to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565 is the open line. You can talk about the president. You can talk about the pandemic. Uh, we have bar are closed tomorrow night on Thanksgiving Eve so that we oh, don't have so much where will we get a drink socialization <laughs> well if I were a drinker I would the first thing I would have done last night when I heard this is go to the, Head nearest, to the state store <laughs> well the state store plus the beer distributorship and, and get a keg or two I try to get a keg and a half for Thanksgiving Eve and so you drink that much do you oh yeah <laughs> keg and a half of Heineken that's what we drink at our house so um, and that lasts well at the present rate a keg and a half of Heineken would be a more than lifetime supply. I was going to say, you must be very festive over there. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. Uh, we're anticipating the last 40 years. So anyway, uh, but anyway, that's what I would have done. But in any event, okay, so we can talk about that, the pandemic restrictions. Uh, schools are going to have to do some attestation. And while I have pushed back against some of the governor's onerous restrictions and the fact that he declines to talk about them with anybody in the state legislature, um, I do think that this is interesting because this is why a lot of hospitals around here have great success rates is that they use just best practices, and Geisinger talks about this all the time, and so does Evangelical. They use, they d identify and then use best practices. Well, schools aren't doing that. You know, they've all done well, what's it. What's attestation then? How does that well, figure into this? Well, you that you are doing the best practices. Right, that you're taking every precaution, that your your universal masking is across the board at every moment. Dear Imperial Governor Wolf, Your Majesty, I hereby certify to you that I am <laughs> complying with all your onerous Joe, restrictions. You must, you're supposed to kneel when you say that. Oh, I'm sorry. Come on, okay, I, uh, I only kneel for Ronald Reagan. 
You st- and you don't kneel. You stand, <laughs> I stand up. up bro. <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at com, or you can do as one individual has just done, and that's send us a text to 70236. We'd just love to hear from you today. Please participate in our program. It's an opportunity for you to listen to some great conversation, but uh, call in now. Uh, should Pennsylvania certify the vote? There's still three little lawsuits pending. The Third Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals, that's the uh, Giuliani debacle. Uh, there's a set of Republicans in the southern tier that have filed another... Like uh, the three s- little pigs, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your election <laughs> down. The election down. <laughs> right. They say that uh, since if you read the Pennsylvania Constitution, you don't see anything about mail-in ballots. They want those thrown out. That's uh, an interesting... That's very interesting. Right. Well, I think counties have been given wide berth to actually... By whom? If the Constitution doesn't permit it, who would give them the wide berth? The mail-in ballots were set by the state legislature. It's a flawless system. Now, granted, it overwhelmed the system today, There's no or this year. There's no argument about that. And, and I, ho- I do hope the legislature addresses that. Well, and this will be an interesting year uh, because the uh, legislature has six months to do systemic changes that will really help right. the election. But my point is if, and, I, and this is just speculation, but if the pe- Constitution of Pennsylvania spells out how elections are to be conducted and it doesn't specify that people can mail in their ballots for any other reason than absenteeism. Well, the Constitution doesn't have that in either. That's added on by the legislature so that U.S. military and people in nursing homes and people who can't get to the polls, working people. How long has that been enforced? That's been around for a long oh, time. Absentee, yeah, a long time, sure. But, you know, this kind of wholesale balloting or voting for uh, just the, I don't want to go to the polls, right. that hasn't been included in there, has it? Uh, no, it's not in the Constitution. It's a law. one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a buzz. one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Any of these appeals have legal grounds that you foresee? Call us now. one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Eric Clopton, great bumper music. Thank you so much, Rob, for that. Uh, I didn't say it. You know the salespeople are listening to, Mark, you didn't say something, and that's this phrase. 
On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. So www.sunburymotors.com. And they sell Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, and Kia, right? Great. All right. And then some. And uh, a lot of pre-owned vehicles that are in perfect condition. And, you know, Than's always calling saying he doesn't hate the president. But listen to this email we got. Gets a little old. The constant criticism of Governor Wolf and your program from all the haters. Let's be real. He has done a good job helping to control the spread of this virus. All you whiners and crybabies and those of you refusing to wear a mask deserve to get the COVID. This is a real loving, caring person here. You you can just sense it here. (laughs) Let's not show such contempt for a man who has done a great job job as governor and keeping us as safe as possible during this pandemic nightmare. So, we're haters if we disagree with Governor the Governor Wolf's proclamations uh, and edicts. I don't think he'd be necessarily talking to us specifically. Well, I since don't I, hate the governor. I, I, I don't hate him either. He's I think really mishandled the input portion of this. And, uh, yes, he saved a lot of lives. And, of course, the, you know, the uh, red, green, and blue thing was very innovative. And I think it really worked. And we kept the hospitals in good shape. I, and I admire the governor for making these difficult, difficult decisions. You know, it's ruined his legacy. He'll never be remembered for anybody that is uh, any economic or education or other strides that he made. Uh, but here's, here's the dilemma with the governor is that he does all this himself. He has an inner team of a half a dozen people. And he's talked about them and Secretary Bean has to, but and that the legislature is specifically excluded, and that the governor doesn't use any input from anybody else that has an an opinion. I mean, imagine if the uh, the president did this; they they would have run oh, out they, of they, office. Oh, that would be you horrible. Know, if the task force didn't have any. Who does he from think Congress. he is? <laughs> so. Um, anyway, but yeah, the, I call him this because uh, his uh, media availability is excellent. But I think the fact that he won't take input from the legislature, I think that's a, it's just a missed opportunity. Or even work that's across a, the aisle with him to try and try and come up with some oh, compromise. Oh, it's not Republican or Democrat. Yeah, everybody sh- shut out. I to- told you before the great story from April when uh, uh, Dinneman, his first name now escapes me, uh, heard on the radio that we were going to have a shutdown, and he's in the governor's party. He heard it on the radio out in Pittsburgh. So. That's not Crazy. good. <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565. But thank you for the email. But please call yes, in thank and, you. and uh, uh, respond if you Tell wish. Tell us we hate the governor in person. Al, we're only going to give you a minute in honor of yesterday. No, I'm just no, kidding. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I appreciate that. Well, you were talking earlier about the uh, courts making these changes to the election. Well, that, that's not the way it's supposed to be done. Uh, the courts can't make laws or changes like that. It has to go through the legislator, and um, and it did. So this election has like 73 million reasons that people are not uh, happy with it at all. I mean, it doesn't seem fair, and it seemed frauded in so many different ways, um, just by the mail-in and the uh, media and everything else, we're not, you know, we have another election like this, we're, and we don't straighten this one out, I think we're going to get what we deserve, and that's going to be uh, Biden and his merry men, uh, just going back to the old ways of America's not the greatest country in the world, and we didn't do, we don't deserve what we have, uh, it's it's just a shame. So you think the 5 million votes are almost, it's over 6 million votes now, difference between the president and Vice President Biden. You think that, that, that those 6 million votes are all illegal and fraudulent? 
No, I think six million of them could have came from the way um, Google, you know, presented itself and was so biased against President Trump. And uh, the Biden, Hunter Biden thing was, I mean, it's so obvious what's going on that up is down and down is up these days. It's just uh, a real debacle. And as long as we keep settling for it, we're going to get what we deserve. But don't you think President Trump's... We can't settle for an election like that. Don't you think President Trump's own demeanor led to some of this? That's just, you know, he's... He's a normal kind of person that doesn't worry about political correctness. <laughs> I know a lot normal? of people, they don't act like that. Well, and what what should Google and Facebook do? Now, they're a private company, so this would be like if I went in and said, uh, uh, Al, from now on, when you paint a house, you have to paint it pink. I know you don't want to, and I know nobody wants that, but you have to do this. You can't tell Google and Facebook what to do. They're private companies, and people volunteer to use them. You know, nobody's conscripted and has to use uh, Google or Facebook. They, they choose to. And Google's a private company. Of course, they're liberal-leaning, so they don't want all these conservative messages all over the place, so that's their prerogative. No, it's not. They, they're, they're, their argument is that they are they are a, phone, a a mail service or a new a delivery service that they just deliver people's opinions. If that's all they do, then they don't put algorithms in that that favor one side or the other. And they, and it was so obvious that they were reminding everybody to vote that were liberals, and then when they got called on it, they started doing the uh, other the other ones. Yeah, people who are conservative. That's funny. Well, you know, I think they're a private company, and I don't think the government or anybody else should go in and force them what to do. Well, that's why they keep getting called in front of the, you know, getting called to in front of the centers and so forth to be uh, questioned and so forth, because they're, they're uh, breaking the one thing that, uh, like, Joe said it's a platform. Everybody should be able to say exactly what they want on there. Okay, now Fox Fox News leans right. Should they be forced to be objective? But they are. They have many people no, on the no, left. On their Come on, they still lean right. And the, during the campaign, they well, were far Fox right. What used to be Fox used to be even more right, and they're they're kind of balanced in a way. You can you know you can watch your opinion shows okay. on Fox, and you'll get what you want to hear. All right, we got to get another caller gone out. Thank you so much for checking in, though. Really super to hear from you. I'm glad you got a chance to speak. Bob, probably the last caller before a break. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Yeah, I wonder if uh, if uh, you, Mark, would agree that if if the votes that were that were done on November third by people who who face to face voted. If, if President Trump would not have been elected in a landslide in most every state, I think they said most of the vote, mail-in votes were like what three-quarter Democrat. I'm not quite sure how you tabulate that, but that's at least maybe exit polling showed that. So yeah, if it weren't for mail-in voting, President Trump would have easily won re-election. Okay, well here's here's an example. A friend of mine here in Danville, uh, his son lives in Paris. He uses, but he uses his parents' address for, you know, correspondence here. He, and, and he's a Democrat, registered Democrat, did not request any ballots. He got three ballots in the mail. How's that? How's that fair? How's that? How's that possible? Well, actual ballots or I mean, ballots? Just one example of, of what what's going on with these mail-in ballots. The fellow, this fellow that last fellow that just spoke, 
uh, Tucker Carlson last night had on a, a Democrat on who follows what goes on with the with the, uh, the social media, Google and Facebook and the others, uh, how they how they have influenced votes, and he said that at a minimum, at a minimum, 15 million votes were swayed toward the Democrats because of social because of the social media. And you say social media, they're private. But in in but the way but the power that they have is so unfair when they when they lean one way or the other that should not be allowed. You're it right. Should not be allowed. You're right. And four years ago, the Democrats went ballistic because they thought the Russians had their thumb on the scale for Trump. But nobody's complaining, or nobody on the left is complaining that these social media giants have their thumb on the scale against the president. Yeah, I just don't see it. I think Russian interference is one thing. If that's unfounded, well, then that's congratulations for realizing that. But if if Fox is leaning right, should they be forced to be objective too? But Fox isn't compl- isn't pretending to just be a car of information, relaying it from point A to point B. That's what the social media people are claiming they are doing. No, That's they, how they avoid regulation, by claiming that they're not responsible for the sorry, content, they just deliver it. No, they don't claim to be objective. They fully testify. Oh, they do claim to be objective. Anyway, Bob, we're using up your time. Okay. You probably have more questions. Go right ahead. Well, no, this is, this is why this was not a fair and honest and just election. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you got some not, great points. It was not. It was not. It, it, there, there's no way. There's no way that Biden could have had you know these numbers, except because of social media. And mm-hmm. and uh, and the, whatever else I'm, I can't just slips my mind now. But anyhow, there's so much so much dishonesty. Uh, but what this, about in this past in this past election that. Uh, just just unbelievable. Well, yeah, that's not right. If, if that is true, and certainly some of it is true, you mentioned your friend got three ballots. Well, that's obviously, that's not even legal, even if it were just a glitch, you know, and especially if they were somebody filled them out. But in any event, you know, everybody has certain assets on their side. There's probably wealthy donors to the Democratic Party. There's wealthy donors to the Republican Party that are ultra-wealthy and, you know, start up these PACs. Uh, social media seems to lean left. Okay, so good for them. But Fox News, and you got bright Bart and all the different media companies and Rush Limbaugh, they lean right. So Facebook isn't a news agency, Everybody Mark. has their Facebook allies. isn't a news agency. Should Rush Twitter be isn't forced a... to be objective then? No, because he's labeled as opinion. These people aren't labeling themselves as opinion. They're labeling themselves as neutral arbiters who pass along information. So they just need a better label. All right, we'll agree They to need it. to get their act together. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bob. If you got more to say, feel free to buzz back. We'd love to hear from you. Great observations. Uh, I hope those three ballots get reported to the courthouse if they haven't already been. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Hey, welcome on board, everybody. Are we taking a nap over there? Just having a little chit chat with Joe. <laughs> Off mic. 
And you're wrong. I know it to be true. All right. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> we argue through the break. Good morning, everybody. Welcome on board. We've got a fabulous producer on the other side of the glass, so we appreciate his help and hard work. Uh, he'll put in another day of hard work this week, and then he and I get to enjoy a day off on Thursday and Friday. Friday, we'll have a Best Up program, and we'll have some CBS Thanksgiving program and the year-end, uh, not the year-end, but the CBS Changed Forever program. So we'll keep you entertained with some great, great information from CBS on Thursday and Friday. And uh, then we'll start up again on Monday. I'll be at Deer Camp, but you will be here with Steve Krishloff on Monday and Tuesday. Oh, really? You're going hunting again, are you? Yipper. It would start actually going out on Saturday. It starts Saturday. So we got Saturday hunting. Folks can hunt on Sunday. I won't, but okay. others others can. So Is that every Sunday in hunting season? No, just, I it was just one or two. Three Sundays a year are hunting. The first one was deer archery. That was two weeks ago. Last Sunday was uh, bear Sunday, and um, let's see. T- this coming Sunday is deer. So you have to hunt deer. with no clothes on. You have to be bear. Bear hunting. Bear hunting. I'll tell you what, guys don't stay out very long. I wouldn't think if it got cold. On the mark. Sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open. Call us now. 1-800-795-9565. You can do as one individual named Tom has done, and that's email us at onthemark at wkok.com. And we've got a text. All right. 70236 is the text number. And what that is is uh, that is our Text Connect system where we notify you in the event that there's breaking news, important school closures around here, or any other information you need to know. A Text Connect system, we have road closures, the Route 11 closure, and the Route 11 opening was out uh, via Text Connect. We also sent out a Text Connect yesterday about some other news uh, that popped up during the day. So we're very glad to tell you that information via Text Connect, tornadic weather, road closures, uh, na- and breaking national or local news, dead celebrities. Celebrities, you name it, we use TextConnect and uh, haven't used it that much for TextConnect, uh, dead celebrities during the pandemic. We'll have to get back to that. So hopefully, uh, well, we don't want any celebrities to die, but when they do, we'll be there for them to let you know. A first reading of the 2021 proposed budget was presented at the Sunbury City Council meeting Monday night. <laughs> Councilman Richard Reichner said that the budget is balanced with no tax increase. City officials say they'll continue to work on the $4.6 million dollar budget in the weeks ahead. They don't anticipate needing a tax anticipation note, which would help pay bills prior to some of the tax revenue coming in. A portion of Route 11 between Northumberland and Danville, actually the whole road between Route 11 uh, on uh, between Northumberland and Danville is back open after last week's rock slide. PennDOT says Route 11 between Ridge Road in Point Township in Northumberland County and Continental Boulevard Route 54 in Danville reopened as of Monday afternoon. They moved 7,000 cubic yards of rock, about 7,500 tons of uh, rock. That means one cubic yard is about a ton of rock, if I can do the math correctly, which typically cannot. With the surge in coronavirus cases in the last few weeks, attention is turning to schools and whether they should offer in-person learning. State Secretary of Health Dr. Rachel Levine says that it's still the state's priority to have in-person instruction. However, it's also the recommendation to go fully remote learning when a county has been in the substantial transmission level for at least two weeks. <coughs> 59 counties now qualify under that protocol, so public schools in those counties will need to file a new document with the state. We'll be required to sign an attestation form 
to confirm that all safety protocols are in place, such as universal masking, responding to cases of COVID-19 in a school setting, if they wish to continue to provide in-person or blended instructional models. And Dr. Levine says the decision on what type of instruction is a local one, but she says there's clearly some best practices that districts uh, can enjoy. The governor also said yesterday that uh, Pennsylvanians should stay home. It's vital that every single Pennsylvanian takes these mitigation steps seriously. What we have to keep in mind is that when we talk about COVID, a number is not just a number, it represents a person, a family member, a friend or a neighbor who gets sick or who dies. In addition, the Secretary of Health uh, said that there is now a no alcohol ban on, or an alcohol ban, I guess it would be a yes, and it would be a ban on alcohol. Tomorrow night, Thanksgiving Eve, typically the biggest night of the year for alcohol sales, but now suspended after 5 p.m. Wednesday through 8 a.m. Thanksgiving Day. The efforts needed to, to help the health care system, which has seen a surge in patients recently. And she said that the state, uh, that hospitals in the state are starting to experience staff, space, and supply shortages. You think all that will do is create an early start for people tomorrow? We have to get our drinking done by 5 o'clock and get home. I don't know, but could you open a bar and have soda and water? I guess. You know, I mean, you could always do that. Anyway, two of the But valleys. you're not allowed to sit there, and you have to have a French fry with you. Stay... <laughs> You have to have a fry. Fry, have something to eat, yeah. <laughs> we only have one fry left. One fry, right. <laughs> We're going to cut We're it selling in. them individually because that make, meets the demand. You only need one. All right, anyway, Representative David Rowe voted no on the budget in Harrisburg, saying it's irresponsible and attempts to plug the budget hole created by Governor Tom Wolf's devastating COVID-19 lockdown policies. Rowe also says the budget misuses CARES Act funding. Three lawsuits still pending in Pennsylvania related to the presidential election first of course, the Giuliani uh, campaign in the Third U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, trying to get that up to the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, U.S. Congressman Mike Kelly filed a lawsuit in Commonwealth Court that would exclude about 2.6 million mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania. He says if you read the state constitution, there's nothing there about mailing in ballots, so therefore all of those uh, ballots are illegal. The prospect of uh, the Republican-controlled legislature stepping in to grant the state's electoral votes to Trump anyways been a popular idea, but the Senate Majority Leader Jake Corman uh, said that uh, they do not intend to overturn the will of voters in Pennsylvania. And a lawsuit filed Monday morning specifically targeted Allegheny County, the home of uh, Pittsburgh, seeking to prevent the county from certifying its local election results, but local election officials went ahead with that certification. About half a dozen states have certified votes and more need to do so. Finally, in case you haven't heard, the Emmy goes to Governor Andrew Cuomo. Are you okay? Excuse me, I may gag over here. <laughs> the New York governor's coronavirus briefings have become a pandemic staple this year. Oh, that was under fiction, wasn't it? Uh, yes, the, okay. entertainment, the International <laughs> Emmy Awards took notice. Cuomo received the Founders Award in recognition of his leadership during the COVID-19 pandemic and his masterful use of television to inform and calm people around the world. Past recipients include Vice President Al Gore, Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> 
and Steven Spielberg. Nobody on the right's ever gotten that, you notice? Nobody on the right's ever been worthy. Deservedly so. one 800 They don't have one for global tsunami response, so if they did... I, I'd get it, wouldn't I? I no, but it, I told you, I'm on to volcanoes now. You'd be you keep sh- forgetting that, yeah. you know. I don't forget it. I just don't mention it all the time. <laughs> I, I think when you're in charge of global tsunamis, that's a little bit more... Uh, no, earthquakes are more fun. Uh, I don't know. You can toast marshmallows. I'm a tsunami guy. So. <laughs> okay. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Email up right-hand corner, please. Tom says, all I can say to Al is, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> all right, Dennis, thanks for waiting. You are on the mark. Yeah, good morning. My name is Dennis. I'm Milton. Uh, I, I think the whole vote here is totally illegal because I asked for a mail-in ballot and never received one. I was registered. I went down to vote, and I was not allowed to vote because I was a Republican. My name was not on the list, and this is the phoniest damn election I've ever seen in my life. And if you think that we're going to listen to these two freaking morons you want to put in the White House, a crook and a terrorist, I mean, really? When did this country come to? There's no way we're going to let them go in. Well, now, are you, Dennis, are you? We're going to stand there. We're going to stop them from going in. Millions of Americans, we're not going to put up with it. We are not going to allow a crook and a terrorist in our White House. It's simple. And I think the male people are the ones behind the fraud. That they shuffle these ballots. I'm going to tell you right now. I want to know where my ballot is. Why did I go down to vote? And why was my registration snuck to my house at 6 o'clock in the morning by a mail lady? The bitch forgot the mail in a week ago because I'm a Republican. And why did my ballot come? I never got it. I requested one, but I never got one. Well, did, you, did you report that to the... I went, hang on, I went down to vote, and my name and my wife was not even on the list. And we were taken out of that line to some phony vote. So you were you were registered you were registered to vote. Dennis, Dennis, you were Dennis. Hello, Dennis. I don't think Dennis can hear us. Were you Were you registered? Dennis, were you registered to vote? I guess Dennis doesn't want to answer that question. <laughs> I think he said he was, yeah. Well, he said he, he they turned him down at the at the polls. They can't turn you down at the polls if you're registered to vote. If you are registered. Now, certainly, I don't believe his adamance like about stopping the incoming president-elect and vice president, his adamance about keeping that from happening is typical of the people who are... Um, conservatives or on the right, the mail carriers. That's a new accusation. I hadn't heard that. Well, I, I must have missed that. What? 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 Did no, he they're say? responsible for the fraud. The fraud. The mail carriers. Okay. Well. Oh, all right. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> that is a real crying shame. We don't want anybody to lose the opportunity to vote for any reason at all whatsoever. Usually, if you go to the uh, getting a provisional ballot, is a pretty direct opportunity. But if you're not even registered at a particular polling place, I don't think you can cast a provisional ballot. So that might have prevented him if you know for some reason his registration was purged. But we'll never know. Well, so. that would also explain why he didn't get the uh, mail-in ballot he requested if he wasn't right, on the registration list. And, and obviously a glitch. He thought he was registered. Registered. So, all right. Well, but yeah. That's what a I would have asked him is, did who to whom did he report this, and what well, steps were taken? Take what steps were taken to correct it? 
Yeah, make sure that doesn't happen next time. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We got uh, Joe's choice. I don't care where you go, but I'll I got start with the top for you. from uh, Dennis. Dennis says, "As I went to bed at eleven p.m. November third, Trump was ahead in every state. Waking up on the fourth, Biden is ahead. Graphs and charts that the government calculated shows a dramatic spike, almost off the graphs, at three to four a.m. November fourth for Biden. This defies logic and reason, but certainly causes seventy-three million plus voters to say." What and how can this possibly be? The sworn affidavits of almost 300 people talk about truckloads of ballots showing up in the wee hours of the morning, workers believing it was a food delivery. No, it was bins, barrels, boxes, and garbage bags filled with ballots for Biden. Right. These are the emergency ballots. That we, you referred to earlier. Right. People swore under penalty of perjury to this. As for vote switching within the computers themselves, Powell will have to prove that one. Well, you know, I would think that if there were, if people actually gave um, affidavits saying that there were tons of illegal ballots dumped in, mm-hmm. that would be something that would be looked into. That would be evidence of mass fraud. Right. Yeah. The, all of this stuff is being looked at, and all of it's being dismissed as either being rumor or not upheld. There, there. I understand De- what Dennis would put down on his email is 100 percent accurate that there were reports of these things, but all this stuff is being investigated. And despite the affidavits, is being found to be is being found to be unfounded. I guess adjudicated unfounded. So, but there were certainly anomalies, and our good caller made that painfully clear. Who incidentally he called back and said he was registered to vote. Uh, it was registered. Dennis, okay, yes. Okay. So, I mean, you had a significant glitch there that's just completely wrong, and that should be resolved asap. But in any event, uh, what Dennis the emailer is saying here is is a big dilemma, and it should be investigated. I'm a Democrat, and I voted for Biden, but I'll tell you what, all of these accusations uh, should be investigated to the fullest extent of uh, possible. Any prosecution should take place. Nobody wants anything wrong, and of course, in this particular case, just because Joe Biden won, while I'm certainly not happy about all these accusations, you run into smart people out there who say the election was stolen. Well, that's ridiculous. The election wasn't stolen. Anybody can see that. It's obvious that you know six or seven million people thought Joe Biden should be president. Yes. Yes. Look at Dennis, who just called us. Obviously, there are significant, egregious, terrible problems, maybe outright fraud. He said the mail carriers were the one doing it, and that's a brand new accusation, and that should be investigated. Four years ago, President Trump didn't want any investigation into the Russian collusion act. It was a hoax. (laughs) It was an absolute hoax. Now, four years later, he wants all these investigations, all of these, uh, what do you call it, court cases, that he didn't want four years ago. I always point out hypocrisy on the left. I like to think I also pointed out on the right. If the president felt investigations were unwarranted four years ago, when there was a serious allegation, perhaps now proven to be false, that the Russians uh, interfered on his behalf and gave him the election, uh, you know, so wouldn't shouldn't we shouldn't we not look at this stuff too? If we should have looked at that, we should look at this. And the president, who didn't want the investigations four years ago, now wants them. And the Democrats, who wanted them four years ago, now don't want them. Well, so. look at President Trump. Well, in 2016, he said the election was uh, rife with fraud. He was ready to lose the election and yeah, to do exactly what from he's doing him. now. And over the course of four years, nothing. I don't Crickets. think the president... He did nothing. Sad to say, I don't think the president trusts our electoral system under any circumstances. And I think that's something of a disservice. I, I, in the absence of proof, you don't make that kind of accusation if you're a good American. In my opinion. Uh, Let's 
see. Uh, let's see. Constitution. We have Mike from Milmont on the phone line. Start right there. All right. Good morning. People were told to check before the election to make sure they were still on the books. Mail-in ballots have always been so that it's in the ballot in the Constitution. Signed, Bob. All right. Ready for And then one? Uh, just wondering if our huge Amish and Mennonite community knows something that we don't. They don't seem to be suffering the huge outbreaks of the coronavirus. Um, yeah, I thought this was about the election. But anyway, okay. keep going. Uh, that we lock, down, we lock down mortals are. This despite the fact that they have church and school in person and are living a normal life. Maybe they read the uh, Barrington Declaration, the Rona Barrett the Barry, no, Barry the Barrington Declaration. Declaration. I'm not familiar with that. What's that? Uh, I have no idea. Okay. Well, <laughs> but we are going to find out. We're both lost in the soonest possible opportunity. All right, uh, Mike, stand by. We'll be right back. We got a caller standing by. Call us now one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the market up at the and text us at seven zero two three six. The smartest listener in the world is on hold. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. One of our listeners says, Mark, for someone who stated they don't watch Fox, you sure argue about the platform like an expert. Yes? Yeah, I do watch them from time to time. I watch, I, I sequence up the three channels on Service Electric yeah, he Cable. He sits there vision. and says, oh, gee, this isn't fair and balanced. This isn't fair and balanced. <laughs> I do. And then I switch to Fox. And then I say, oh, this is unfair and balanced also. And then I switch to MSNBC, and they're worse yet. So, yeah, there's no fair and balanced news. I watch the BBC now. That's my new Well, you love. know, I've complained for a long time about the muddying of the waters between commentary and news. Mm-hmm. And this morning I saw a promo on Fox News that dis- that referred to Tucker Carlson's program as the highest rated news program on television. Oh, okay. Tucker Carlson is mm-hmm. not news. No. <laughs> well, and uh, my lovely bride turned me on to BBC, and it's just fabulous. The, the coverage of the U.S. is really amazing to see, or to see objective news. You'd be shocked how different it sounds to hear about things from overseas, well, how they look pip, and cheerio to you too, brother. It's great. <laughs> and everybody has an English accent. It's strange. Yes, it is weird, isn't it? Mike, you're on the mark. Yeah, I have a, a question to Joe. Uh, I, I'm confused. These legislators that are suing about the... Are, are they suing about the unconstitutionality of the right-in voter law that was passed? Is that what they're... 
They're saying that there's with? they're saying there's nothing in Pennsylvania's constitution, as I understand it, that permits just uh, anything other than absentee balloting by mail. There's no provision in the constitution for mail-in balloting. You uh, either you're either absent, you have an absentee ballot, or you vote in person. Uh, and they, and these guys there, so they're uh, litigating against the law that was passed by them. By the state legislature, yes. I think they're saying yeah, that well, that was unconstitutional. And the Republicans are in charge. That was re- uh, so now they're saying because the election, are they saying that because the election didn't go their way now it's unconstitutional? Is that That's exactly what, what's happening. I, from that? I would have think that ch- the challenge should have come before, you know, when the law was passed. It should have been challenged immediately uh, yeah, before because, people voted that because, way. Because, after all, people go, people did that. In good faith, because the state legislature, which is Republican, uh, made that a law in the state of Pennsylvania, and they all voted in good faith. I agree. I agree with you completely. They shouldn't be penalized for having done what the state said they could do. Yeah, right. So now you've got Republicans suing or litigating against a law that they uh, (laughs) wrote, voted on, and enacted themselves. Well, it was enacted by the governor. He signed it. Governor yeah, Wolf. right. But I mean, it was the Republican legislature that that created the law, wrote it, and, and passed it into law. But for it was the it was to sign. Is it was for correct? that's true, and it was for a very good purpose. The fact that the COVID virus has made it unsafe for some people to go out and mingle in crowds. I think it had, was very well reasoned. It was a good piece of legislation. It's foolproof. My well, my problem was with the states. That's that amazing. J- I agree. That, that's a very logical assessment of it. I, I agree completely. That I don't I don't see what they're. Well, you're accurately perceiving that it, they uh, they voted for it, and now they're they're saying, "Oh, wait, it's unconstitutional." Now, now they're, they're not the same people. Yeah. No, no, the Republicans that, that, who enacted the law aren't the ones who have filed the suit. It's the president's campaign that's filed the suit against, if you will, other well, Republican there was, legislators. There, there's three Pennsylvania legislators suing about. Uh, I don't think they're legislators. I think they're congressmen. In the, some county, someplace. Yeah, they? they're U.S. congressmen. Let me find that. Yes, uh, I couldn't find it in the paper. That's why I'm asking you. Uh, U.S. Congressman, to me who's doing it? Uh, U.S. Congressman Mike Kelly filed a lawsuit in Commonwealth Court. So look up U.S. Congressman Mike Kelly lawsuit, and that should get you what you know. Specifically, AP. Uh, oh no, this is from Center Square, which is a reporting uh, service out of Philadelphia. Uh, U.S. Representative Mike Kelly filed a lawsuit in Commonwealth Court that would exclude 2.6 million mail-in ballots cast November 3rd. His lawsuit says that 2019. <laughs> yeah law that allowed mail-in voting uh, without needing to provide a reason was unconstitutional. Right. His lawsuit says the mail-in ballots alone cannot be excluded, or if they cannot be excluded, then the results of the election should be thrown out. Uh, well, that's <laughs> not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. That's a, that, that borders on frivolous, doesn't it? <laughs> Sounds well, we'll like see. it. Yeah, well, it but see, good. now's okay. the time to well, sue, right, though. Well, thanks for clearing that up for me. I mean, you know, that. People obviously voted in good faith because they didn't want to go out and get uh, around people who might give them the virus. I mean, that's what the whole mail-in voting thing was basically about, I would think. In this particular year, this is 220, you know, this, there is a pandemic out there. Right. No right. argument. There is. And, and so, I, th- I mean... I think, Congressman right. Kelly, I think Congressman Kelly is, you know, I won't say acting in bad faith, but I, I don't think that what he's doing is particularly helpful to the process. No, it feels like grasping at straws, doesn't it? I mean, what? He will. 
Well, there comes a time okay, where you no, just hey, have to... Thanks a lot for clearing that up for me. Happy, I appreciate that. Happy to help. Thank you. <laughs> happy to help. One of our good listeners sends us a note and, and says that the Constitution does uh, have provisions in it for absentee ballots, but that uh, right. mailing uh, ballots is a law that was passed for the counties to implement, but they have to do so specifically in a very specific way. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Whatever you say is the most plausible Well, we have we read the other email from or the text, and now an explanation because you and I didn't know what the Barrington Declaration is. It's a declaration by three prominent scientists that state lockdowns do not work. They insist we should protect the vulnerable and everyone else and go, everyone else go back to normal. Right. That's what, is that what we're doing now? You know, no, we have a, we're we're uh, we're we're shutting everybody down. We're not saying that those who have who are at risk down? will going to get a drink tomorrow night after five oh, o'clock. The bars. Well, yeah, that's okay. That's one thing to shut down. What else is shut down? Well, you know, there there are places where you can't. The restaurants are down to fifty percent capacity. We're, we're not it's allowed to seem shut down fifty percent. But still, we're not. The point is that we should do things to protect the vulnerable. Everybody else can go ahead. Everybody else could be 100% of the people in the restaurant. The vulnerable wouldn't be there. That's the point, I guess. Of I would what say this ideal system you're describing is exactly what we have now. No, because we have artificial limitations on it. How many people can attend church services? How many people can get together for Thanksgiving dinner? You know, these aren't protecting the vulnerable. These are restrictions on people who are healthy and wish to to to, uh, to have dinner together on Thanksgiving. Are not religious institutions exempt? Then There are Actual re- regulations about the capacity, I think it's 50%. That apply to churches, too. Yes, it's my understanding they do. You would know it, more than I. I do not know. All right, I can tell you that my church, half the seats are blocked off. Mm-hmm. You know, now, if everybody was allowed to go and, and the ushers do not seat you side by side, I mean, you're and every six feet there's a little piece of tape to show where you may sit. Do you ever think that might be because nobody wants to sit near you? Well, that may well be, but the thing is, if I'm no, if we're talking about what this Barrington Declaration is talking about, everything would be normal except that people who are at risk would not be there. They'd be isolated, or well, they could choose to go out and and, and take the risk. Okay, right. gotcha. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We're enjoying open phones. We'd love to hear from you. Got uh, three emails pending and no texts at the moment. Give us a buzz. I want to tell you about something very important, and that's I would invite you to do what I do. I go to sunburymotors.com on a daily basis. Sometimes I just change the color of my Ford F-150. Oh, yeah, we set aside the Ranger. We said we're going to need some more hauling space to put the kayaks in the back. So now we want an eight-foot bed, sunroof, electric rear window, two rows of seats. It's going to have to, cannot have any cowling on the front. It's got to have a skid plate up there and uh, has to be ready and prime for a lift kit because we're going to raise it up even higher. But you can do what I did, pick out your favorite vehicle, but you can buy any Ford any Lincoln, any Kia, any Hyundai at the Sunbury Motor Company. They also have hundreds of pre-owned vehicles that are really in perfect condition. That's really the beauty of Sunbury Motor Company right now is this wide range of perfect vehicles that are pre-owned with low miles and great prices. Select the perfect vehicle online from your home and purchase it online right from your home. It's an opportunity for you to next own either a Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln or a perfect pre-owned vehicle and to do so hands-free. And it's a great opportunity opportunity for you to make sure that uh, you become one of the hundreds of thousands of satisfied customers from the Sunbury Motor Company. For nearly a century, motorists have been going 
to sunburymotors.com to buy their next vehicle. Stand by, folks. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. We've been talking about mail-in ballots and voter changes and the election and COVID-19. Joe, reader's choice. Okay, Dave says, I feel that if Governor Wolf and the other representatives wants to close down the state again, they should not receive pay. Let them feel the pain of the real world. Apparently, his little Pennsylvania babies can't make their own decisions. P.S. I need to change my diaper. Oh, wow, because he get to... <laughs> he wrote it. I didn't ad-lib that. <laughs> Most of them are glonk zillionaires anyway. They don't need the money. So, uh, Does Governor Wolf take a salary? I don't think he no, does. No, he does doesn't. He? No. Okay. He don't need it. He is a glonk zillionaire. All right. We got two calls coming in and two calls on the line. Go ahead, Bob. You're on the mark. Uh, gentlemen, I called because I needed to correct Joe. I hate to <laughs> no, please a good story with Do so proof, with pleasure. Go ahead. What I what, I, know, what I make a mistake about? Well, you had said that that law changing the voting regulations was in response to the pandemic. It wasn't. Now, unless they all had big crystal balls that they were all looking at or tarot cards, that was passed last year. So it would have been kind of hard for them to do it in response to the coronavirus. Um, that was part of the bill where they reimbursed counties to purchase um, the new voting machines. They eliminated the um, being able to vote straight party, and they also enacted the um, being able to vote by mail. So that was absolutely not in response to the coronavirus. That was before the coronavirus even existed. It was only then just in a lab in China waiting to be enacted and sent all over the world. <laughs> well, everybody says everybody saw it coming in January, so maybe they just saw it coming in December. Well, th- yeah, but I'm saying <laughs> no. this was passed like October, November of last year. So okay, was, so they really had foresight, right? <laughs> uh, they, ha- they had to have something. I mean... Well, all right. You know, yeah, it was last year. You, now that you say that, you're right. But, I mean, let's face it. It worked out well in the pand- pandemic. For, for whatever reason, well, it was enacted. It, it, yeah, but, again... They they voted on something, and if it does, I mean, I couldn't quote the Pennsylvania Constitution or not, but if it clearly states in the Constitution that the only provision other than in person was to do um, absentee, right. then right. the lawmakers and the governor, in their haste to try to get the money to the, the counties and in the haste of, they wanted, they wanted to get rid of the straight party, both sides did, because out of fear that Trump supporters would vote all Republican and 
Trump haters would vote all Democrat. They wanted to get rid of the straight party ticket. Um, so in their haste to do all that, they passed this other part. If it's clearly against the Constitution, uh, they, there was a, there's a way to change the Constitution, and they should have went that route. Well, but here's another point. It, it's been more than a year, if you're right, and I assume you are. Why didn't somebody challenge it in court long before this? You have to be damaged before you can challenge it. You can't just No, not if it's it. unconstitutional. I think if it's, your challenge could be that it's unconstitutional. No, the congressional districts, they had to wait until after an election to show that the gerrymandering was flawed before they could challenge it. And, and again, it, it, it comes down to, uh, you know, who's going to challenge, who's going to look into that? Right now you have both sides with teams of lawyers looking at every single way to challenge results of elections in various states. And if they saw this now, now, now is when they bring the, uh, the suit. You know, I mean, again, I'm sure that you couldn't quote that part of the Constitution. I can't the Pennsylvania Constitution. I mean, most people don't know the U.S. Constitution, let alone the state Constitution. Right. It's a. It's based on... I mean, there's a part in there that specifies about how elections are run, but that would be about it. Right. And I think it does say that in there, my understanding is that it says in there about how elections are run, that people vote either at their designated polling location or with an absentee ballot if unable to do so. Yeah, was, okay. And so this became a, a third way of voting that should have went through a a, a change in an amendment to the Constitution. But it's not a bad it's not a bad idea in today's oh, today's say, age. Again, I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm saying it, it's still there, there can be a lot of good things happen or that is ruled unconstitutional, and then you've got to go the route to change the Constitution. Right. All right. Thank you. I don't think, know, I, mean, I don't think it's going to get that. We all agree that equal rights. To, for everyone is a good thing, sure. but then there was a whole thing to get an equal rights amendment to the Constitution because even though it's a good idea, you couldn't pass a law and say because it had to be an amendment. So, all right, we got you. Thank good you so point. much. Hey, thank really you for setting me straight, Bob. Thank appreciate you. it. Uh, Buzz, you're a busy, busy man, so we'll go right to you. You're the busiest no, retiree I, I, I ever saw. I, I retired and I had to get up early this morning. <laughs> oh my gosh, you poor guy. <laughs> Um, just coming from Giant, they had it was like the old days. You know, they had every single thing I was looking for. It was incredible, and every person had a mask on. I think that's the first time I've been in there in so long that everybody was masked. But anyhow, I called to say I was watching one of the real news channels last night and watching Biden and his people and getting everything put together and all the talk, and it just brought tears to my old eyes to see there's hope for this country going back to the way we'd like to think it's going to be with with uh, um, courtesy and respect and, you know, non-criticizing. It was just a wonderful thing to see, and I hope... Less (laughs) name-calling. Or none, actually. Well, yeah. The only other thing that surprised me this morning when I left to go for groceries at 8.30 in the morning, my God, I haven't been up that long. So um, there's still so many Trump signs out that say, I still back that whiny... Weasley losing, self-absorbed. <laughs> you just talked about how things what? were going to change and we're going to be so nice and respectful and kind yeah. to one another, and then there you yeah. go. There you yeah, go. Yeah. It only applies to people on the left, right? Everybody on the right, they're weasels. But the people on the left, oh, they're wonderful, inclusive, loving people. 
I don't know that they all are, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them. Well, my my point exactly, Buzz. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just I can't. I wish somebody who still has a sign in his yard would call out and say why are they still. I mean, I still have. We still have our Biden banners up. You know, uh, not in, in excess, but uh, anyhow. Back to the, the the other sad thing was uh, I was reading a, a story on. Uh, in the Washington Post, uh, South Dakota nurse who was saying that there are people there dying of COVID who deny that they, to their death, they think that it's a hoax and that they, you know, do something. You know, this isn't happening. You know, I mean, it's just unbelievable. So sad uh, that people just can't get it through their head that this is going to kill you if you don't pay attention. Yeah, they want you to take um, them off the ventilator long enough for them to say yeah. it's a big hoax. <laughs> It's a big fake. Yeah. So and so died today. Just, he was hoaxed it's to death. Just the <laughs> just flu. Amazing. I mean, they don't even Pump. get to say anything to their loved ones. They just hang on to that that craziness to the end. So, and anyhow, it's I'm very encouraged today. And the other thing that encouraged me the most is looking back and realizing that the extremists on the right did not do anything that people were worried about. Everybody, as far as I can see, behaved themselves and and. They might not accept it, but they're living with it, and I just there's such hope for this country to regain some shred of dignity and be back as part of the world. If Trump had won, do you think there'd have been riots? No. See, I disagree with you on that. Why, I think there would have been. There, why would there have been? Well, there were riots and demonstrations when he won the first time. I don't recall that. Well, there were. You know, I, I agree with you. I think there's hope that, you know, I, th- I was pleased to see that people I know on the right are saying, hey, look, you know, this, the election's over. Biden's won. Let's get behind him. Even though they nobody got behind Trump, let's get behind Biden and wish him well and hope that he does a good yeah. job. Well, it's just so encouraging after all these years of chaos that there's some shred of dignity coming to the forefront and that people are waiting to see how it goes. It's not going to be great. It's not going to be perfect. It's going to take a long time to get back to where we were, but at least we're trying to get it. And uh, I just love the mix of people that he's chosen. It's really uh, all right. We got to go until the far left goes ballistic because they didn't get their pound of flesh. But in any event, appreciate that, Joe. Right down here. Okay, you say Congressman Kelly's lawsuit is frivolous. He says the PA mail-in voting law is unconstitutional. Has he said why he thinks that? Could it be the um, the uh, equal protection part of the Constitution? When I went home, uh, when I went to vote, I had to sign my name to attest I am who I am. On the mail-in votes, the ballots were to be signed. For that same reason, the problem is the Secretary of State said the signature didn't need to match the ones on record, so the mail-in ballots were to be treated differently than the in-person voters. No equal protection is there. I don't want to hear that people's signatures change over time. Yes, they do, but not a lot, and they are still similar to what they were. Not checking using that excuse is corruption. We just put a puzzle together. Folks can't see that this <laughs> comes you. in all jumbled. But uh, having Well, that's a good point, too. Right, absolutely. Yeah, there's no argument there. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, Bobby, Bobby, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes, um, good morning, everyone. Good morning. As far as the ballot and, like, the mail-in ballot type thing, uh, you know, with me personally being a lifetime uh, resident of Northumberland County, mm-hmm. uh, there would be times the times where I wouldn't be around to vote at my mm-hmm. polling place, so I would, you know, request a, a um, an absentee ballot, and that was, you know, those who are th- those who could not get to the polls, or 
in, in other case where and I think it was a good idea for the those in the rural areas and that uh, that may not have uh, access to get to the polls to use the mail-in ballot system and also I requested a provisional ballot that was well not not a provisional ballot but just a uh, a sample ballot to be sent to my home, and they did. And then when I did get it, and that, then then I called them and said, "Okay, if you don't want to use this ballot and go to the uh, poll to vote, and that that's okay." And there was specific instructions on how to do that. And then if you did uh, go to the polls and that, then you were supposed to give them that ballot and that. But in the meantime, of course, I think it was every five years I was told by the county that uh, if you don't vote in one election or another in that, you have to re-register. Gotcha. So I think each, yeah, maybe each county has, as far as keeping your name on the voting uh, register, maybe the counties have different ways of doing things. Yeah, they'll purge you in a heartbeat if you if you don't vote. Sweet All right, love. thank you so much. Appreciate the call. Taking a quickie break. We've got our callers lined up for the rest of the show. Uh, we will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC Way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Subway Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Real challenge for Steve this year, trying to make Penn State football sound exciting. But he does it. <laughs> we have some highlights. They're from a couple years ago. No, okay. Yeah, hey, they're the champions of the Rose Bowl. Bottom email, please. Guys, Rudy was an exceptional mayor, and I can attest to it. Lived in New York City for his entire two terms, and things changed for the better within six months. No one can take that away from him. Signed, Matt, the boy from New York City, Farron. P.S. Saw an obit today for David Dinkins, 93, who defeated Rudy for mayor in 89. Yes, Mayor Dinkins was the first black mayor in New York City. I thought he always did a decent job. Yeah, that's not being covered sufficiently. Well, I it's I've seen it. You didn't, but right, I saw I it on the media. But I haven't listened to the But CBS then Fox covered today. it extensively, and if you listen to Fox, you would actually know what, what actually is happening in the world. They don't even like African Americans. That's crazy. Chris, you're on the mark. Even Giuliani said something nice about Dinkins and was uh, reasonable for the first time in like two years. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm considering taking down my Biden signs, but I guess with this Republican suit, I'll have to wait. Uh, the Constitution does say that, uh, that, uh, there are, you, you, it makes provision, the legislature has to make provision for absentee balloting, but it doesn't say anything about there was only one way to vote besides that, or nobody else is allowed to. Okay. Right. No, There's nothing there about mail in. Really That's... go very far, and nobody's going to throw out seven million votes on a procedural uh, thing. And they could have sued after the primary election because the primary True. had that too, right? Yep. Yep. If somebody was aggrieved, well, they, yeah, they would argue they weren't damaged. 
then. And I'm waiting to see what other, what damage Trump is going to take out on the Democrats and the country as a whole for uh, not uh, elect, re-electing him. He, he does like his revenge, whether he's in no-COVID leadership for the next three months there or the next uh, 60 days, another 60 days. Uh, he's, he's dismantled the, the Intelligence Open Skies Treaty. He's withdrawn us from that, and he's destroying the planes that are used for that, that are specialty planes, so that we can't rejoin it right, easily. And the planes are being decommissioned. Uh, decommissioned and squished in the, and, and, thr- and destroyed. Oh, scrapped. And, and scrapped. So we have to wait. If they want to rejoin it, then they have to waste the money of uh, building the planes again and it puts it on a year or two of delay. And it was mainly to control the Russians, Russians uh, and other countries' secret weapons. Right. Vladimir but, Putin and, and asked him to do that. And so it's sort of a last flavor of the Putin, or at least I hope it's the last favor. There's probably more coming. Okay. All right. What else? Thank you. Oh, we got another caller. Oh, we got to move on. We got to move on. Thank oh, you so okay. much, Chris. Well, Thank you. You too, Chris. Thank Thanks for calling. Uh, Cindy, you're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. And a happy Thanksgiving to you before I give and my And to you as well. Thank you so much. You know, the history of Thanksgiving is really a fascinating one. And the first declaration for the, in this country of Thanksgiving was, of course, by George Washington. And he called for Thanksgiving for the Constitution, which at that time was a remarkable document, still is. Um, But Sarah Josepha Hale, the editor of the Lady Goodies magazine back in the uh, 1800s, she was the editor, a remarkable fact in and of itself. She wrote hundreds of letters to congressmen, senators, and to the presidents begging them to have a day proclaimed for National Thanksgiving. And it wasn't until Abraham Lincoln came along and was looking for ways to bind the wounds of the nation after the Civil War that we had our first National Thanksgiving Day proclaimed as we do it now. So thank you, Sarah Hale, for all that effort. Hundreds of letters at a time when you didn't run them through a photocopier or beam them out on email. You sat down with a quill in your hand and an ink pot and carefully wrote them out. Thank you for doing that. Or a typewriter. This moment. She might have typed them. <laughs> I don't think so, Mark. <laughs> I think that was before the typewriter was invented. But I could be mistaken. I'll have to look that up. We all know Christopher Scholes, a Pennsylvanian, invented the QWERTY keyboard that led to the typewriter. So I'd, I'd have to look at that. But anyway... Thank you, Sarah Hale. Thank you. And USA Today, by the way, had had yesterday a wonderful story about the truth, about uh, the pilgrims coming to Plymouth, the truth about what went on between them and the Native Americans, the Wampanoag people. And uh, it should give everyone chills to see what really happened and reflect upon how our country has so devotedly rewritten this story away from all the ugliness and turn it into, you know, a pristine charitable event. Fascinating reading to well, read that. And just for the record, President Lincoln did it in 1863 in the middle of the Civil War, not at the end of it. 
I stand corrected, Joe. Thank you. In 1867. We love, our we love it. Yep. Right. Well, he he was he was trying to find a way to bind the nation together in the middle of the war, so he came up with a good one there. Shows well, and hopefully this will bind the wounds of this election. And when Thanks. did uh, Let's Hale, hope so. When did Hale write those letters? Probably in the 1860s. Yeah. Right. Up until that. Okay. Well, yeah, the typewriter appeared on her about the same time. All right. Thank you so much, Cindy. Yes, happy Thanksgiving to you and to everyone. We have another live show tomorrow, so tune in. We've got some emails and texts left over. And they're important ones. We'll read them. And this is WDK OK Sunbury.